The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration. Whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer, it's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. It is March 21st, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Look at that beautiful morning out there. It's a blue sky morning already. Now, in my weather report, I saw that there were going to be a few clouds this morning, but they're going to clear out. There are very few clouds this morning that have to clear out. Yeah, I think they said there are some uh, foggy locations out there, so... That may be you, depending okay. on where you're at. Maybe down in the Central Valley, Southern Valley this morning. May have a little patchy fog out there. But other than that, going to be a beautiful day today. 87 degrees. You're, no, well, wait. No, wait. Where are you? I'm looking in at the Southern wrong, Cal- I'm, in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm looking at the wrong forecast. 61 degrees today. <laughs> 61. You Scared know what, you, didn't though? I? Uh, that was a little frightening, yeah. though. 61 ain't bad for this time of year. Take that. We, you know, we are getting this sprinkling of springish weather in between the rainstorms. So we've got this other little break. Of course, last end of last week, we had some nice weather. Then today and tomorrow looks to be yeah. fairly decent as we usher in then for the rest of the week, more rain. Yeah. But maybe you know. snow on Friday. <laughs> I kid <laughs> you. I, I kid you not. There's I, a little snowflake. There is a little snowflake. Possibly there. that transitional yeah. little bit of snow it says uh saturday rain and snow showers likely becoming all rain after 8 a.m snow level 400 feet okay pretty low that is very low you know i have been watching these different uh little news feeds and videos that people are putting on instagram of mammoth and uh, lake tahoe area of california the snow is so high that it is hitting the top of the ski lift. Mm -hmm. You can't even, they have to actually dig out the ski lift to try to get it on. And basically what it's going to do is just drag you along the snow up the side of the mountain. If you've ever seen a ski lift, I mean, they're they're huge. There's, you know, 50 feet in the air, something like that in some areas. Oh, it's amazing. I told you we drove through the Shasta area. Last week, and yeah, uh, the amazement of the roadside snow. Fortunately for us, the road was cleared at that time. But man, it was like I've never seen this much snow driving through that area. We visited Crater Lake once when we were younger, newly married. Scott was working in, near Klamath Falls, yeah. so we you know, would take some trips up there. And I can remember it felt a little bit like a snow tunnel mm-hmm. because the plows would have to blow the snow you know, off the road, up and over. Right. And uh, that's what it looks like in a lot of those areas. So thank goodness. I am very grateful uh, for 60-degree weather today, even if it's not 87, because we don't need that yet either. So we went camping years ago down in the Klamath Falls area. This, I believe it was between Medford and Klamath Falls, called Lake of the Woods. Oh. Did you ever go to Lake of the Woods? Uh, we probably passed through that because we would drive that back and yeah. forth. And that gets... Sometimes. A, I, I mean, beautiful. This was, I, I want to say, it was like maybe the Labor Day holiday. It was beautiful. 
sunny, hot. But I look at, they have a road cam down there, tons of snow. Yes. Yeah, that's a snowy area, but beautiful park. All right. Yeah. So, uh, well, so uh, it is springtime, though, the first full day. That's right. Of a spring, because spring came in at like 2.20, whatever minutes and seconds, and exactly how they figure that out. I felt it. Did you feel it just like a warm Ah, breeze just kind of blow over the little, the little flowers all popped open at the same time. I saw that, you know, when I was driving yesterday afternoon, I saw daffodils. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, look at that. Just in time for Easter. That's true. Just a few weeks away. So it looks like, uh, again, today's going to be the day to get outside. I'm bound and determined I'm going to get outside today and go for a nice walk, hopefully in the sunshine. So anyway, what do you have coming up? Well, Canon Law Ninja thought he'd met his match on St. Patrick's Day. Turned out he's saved by the Irish. Oh, okay. I'll tell you how. Yeah, and we'll talk a little economic news as well. All right, so we got a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start things now with Matt Faley and The Only Light. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's like watching the sunrise Knowing that it's gotta set I know a new day is dawning But I haven't seen one yet It's like a cold wind blowing The storm is raging in Though there's beauty and there's goodness But I know how it ends Go I'll 
Is Matt Faley and the only light. It is 710 right here, Matra Day Radio, the morning blend. David and Brenda with you on a Tuesday, looking to be a very nice afternoon. Well, you know, we've got some brand new podcasts coming up on the Hail Mary Media app. You're going to hear about them right after the forecast. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Matra Day Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking Pray on the Hail Mary Media app or matradayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Mater Day Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the Rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the Morning Blend, and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
And it is 712 at Mater Day Radio. I just asked you this question. I just have to think, is this spring break week for the kids? And I said, at least for the Evergreen School District in Vancouver, it is not. Theirs is the week between uh, Palm Sunday and Easter. It is. That's. I, I was thinking that's kind of late. To me, that seems late. It Usually seems it's late. in March. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Nobody asked me about these things. You, I just looked it up on the calendar. You better check on that. I know that because my son is traveling to oh. see his sister oh, okay. out in eastern Washington right. for the week. Yeah, it just came to. I'll, I'll look up see when the uh, Oregon kids are on spring break. Maybe it's this week. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Let's do some weather. Okay, sunny today. High of 61 <laughs> degrees. Mostly clear tonight. And partly sunny. Chance of showers later tomorrow with a high of 62. Currently, it is 42 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic School in Vancouver. And 39 degrees at St. Andre Bissette Church in downtown Portland. Well, our effort here at Mater Day Radio is to bring you the very best of Catholic broadcasting and production, both over the air and on our standalone podcast. And it is our prayer that through our efforts that your faith is strengthened, draws you closer to our Lord. Now, as part of that work, we're growing the number of standalone podcasts that are available to you, both on our website and on the Hail Mary media app. And my guest today is joining me to introduce you to three more. Julia Monin is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry, and she's joining me today to introduce us to the new podcast, well, available to you, our listeners. Good morning, Julia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, what a joy and blessing being with you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's wonderful to be able to talk with you about these because, boy, you are so busy. You are part of every one of these new podcasts, and we're so excited to be able to offer these to our listeners, both here in at, in Portland area and really around the world who are using the Hail Mary media app. Before we get to the three new podcasts that we're offering, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you founded Journeys Revealed. Sure thing. So I am a cradle Catholic from a family of five, from the middle child in a family of five. And, you know, growing up, mom and dad did what we were supposed to be doing as practicing Catholics, right? We were in the pews every weekend, going to confession at least once a year, like good practicing Catholics are supposed to do. Um, But, you know, my mom puts it best when she kind of shares her own story, though, and we're generational Catholics from I don't know how far back. Um, Though God was in our heads, he was never really in our hearts, never really necessarily understood why we were doing what we were doing as a family. And long story short, I had a massive fall from grace as a youngster, you know, growing up, um, just fell into that, the life of the culture and this life of sin very, very innocently in the beginning. Um, But though it was innocent, it grew kind of steadily too at that same time, like sin does, right? So fast forward through my young adult years, my high school years, my college years, and on the brink of college graduation, I I had just like a wake up moment of realizing that, um, wow, I, I don't know how I got here, right? I don't know how I went from that young girl in junior high vowing to live my life by certain moral standards to this young woman on the brink of college graduation who was living anything but that life, right? And so I really came face to face with um, really the sin of my life for the first time. And um, of course, I didn't know what to do about it, and I wasn't talking to anybody about it, so swept it under the rug, eventually graduated college and and moved back home um, and um, was in the brink of of living with my parents who were in the midst of their own like reversion experience, right? Falling in love with their faith for the first time, growing in in peace and wisdom and grace. And I was noticing that as a youngster. And um, my mom one day at the in the kitchen um, took me aside and and she was really wise about, 
not pushing because I'm the type of person, if you push, I'm kind of in the habit of pushing back. So she knew not to do that. But she did ask me a question that absolutely changed my my life. And she said, Julia, when's the last time you've been to confession? Um, and the truth is, it had been years since I had gone and made a good confession. And I knew in that moment, like I was longing for a fresh start, right? My, I was awakened to my life of sin. I knew I, I needed a fresh start. I wanted a fresh start. Um, but up until that point was really just avoiding it. Um, but I did eventually after like, again, very long time of, of putting it off because I was so terrified to go, to go back. Um, I did eventually get so desperate. <laughs> And I wish it was like more beautiful than that. I wish it was like, oh, I just loved the Lord and I knew he would forgive me and it was going to be this beautiful return to the sacrament. And I desired this, but honestly, I was just, I was desperate, right? I was lost in my sin. I wanted out. I was trying to get out on my own. I couldn't get out. Um, but eventually I did make a return to the sacrament of reconciliation. And of course, um, it didn't make all my problems go away immediately because that's not how the sacrament works. But it did give me something that I hadn't had in years, and that was hope. And so eventually that turned into, um, you know, more apostolic works or works in ministry or just getting involved in the life of my parish, um, which led into me um, keeping a journal. And, and again, that was just something that wasn't anything profound or with didn't come with fireworks, just was growing in my life of prayer and started just journaling about things that were happening. Um, again, fast forward through this and eventually I uh, felt the nudge to maybe publish that journal. Um, and so that was incredibly frightening. It took a ton of discernment and a ton of just practicalities of figuring all of that out. But eventually that is what I did is published my journal that was in um, 2017. That's called The World is Noisy, God Whispers. Um, and then that eventually turned into me producing a podcast. So I would take a reflection from my journal and every episode would be on um, on that, like reflecting, giving a kind of behind the scenes of what I was journaling about that day, um, inviting people to open up their scripture to kind of ponder with that in, in their own in their own life of prayer as well. Um, now, since then, I've come out with second editions of my first two books, and then I just published my third book um, just this year, January of this year, which is The World is Noisy, God Whispers, Volume 2. So this one picks up where my first one left off. Um, so, so yeah, that's the genesis of 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 me writing and speaking and then eventually after um after you know my book was in print for a couple of years journeys revealed ministries we we were just praying about that myself and my book and the team that helped me publish my book um we would just begin praying about okay are i i guess again this wasn't like a firework thing it was so ordinary it was just i can't be the only one can i I can't be the only one that's that's you know fallen from grace, that's made a return to the Lord, that's fallen in love with Him, that's maybe kept a spiritual journal, that that um, you know has a story to share, but that would never get picked up maybe by a mainstream publisher. And that was my story. I I got rejected from a publisher that I thought for sure was going to be the people to publish my book. It was a no, um, so I ended up having to uh, self-publish the book initially. And so Journeys Revealed Ministries was birthed out of that. Out of there's got to be other people with mm. with um, you know stories to share that maybe wouldn't sell a million copies to get picked up by a mainstream um, audience or or publisher, but that has a beautiful story, the story of their soul. And so that's how Journeys Revealed Ministries was birthed. Um, we, our, our patroness is St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. And of course, she gives us that beautiful um, work, Story of a Soul. So our mission is to spread the love of Jesus by sharing the stories of our souls one intimate moment at a time. And so we focus on publishing, um, you know, books that are primarily those things you would never want to share with anybody, journals or letters you wrote to family or or things like that. Um, but we, we work on 
really allowing the soul to grow and to share those stories of souls so that we can give authentic witness to what God is doing in our interior lives. Well, Julia, your name of your ministry says it all, Journeys Revealed. For Mm -hmm. all of us, it's not until we look back and we realize how far we've come that God was guiding us all along when it seems so difficult and so lost in the desert, it seems. And now you have these amazing podcasts available, and now even more people will be able to have access to it here through Mater Day Radio. Well, let's start with The World is Noisy, God Whispers, because it just seems like mm-hmm. that was the catalyst to really start all of these things. You know, in fact, Pope Francis has said that for Lent, give up all that excess noise, the cars and the traffic and the TVs running and social media platforms just go crazy and, you know, news 24 hours a day. Let it go. Because you're right, God Mm -hmm. does speak to us, but it's in the quiet. So tell our listeners about your podcast, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. Sure thing. So generally speaking, that podcast, it's a monthly podcast, comes out on the first of every month. And generally it is. It's taking something from one of my books, which my book is just a compilation of little reflections, right? So short little reflections that each end with a prayer. And then I I, uh, added scripture to the end of each reflection so that the reader can really really sit with the, with the word of God in their own life of prayer. What's God saying to you? So the podcast just give us an opportunity to kind of, um, to mind the depths a little bit more. So what was really going on in the reflection in the book and what, what is really the Lord maybe wanting to say to us in the scripture that's tied to that? Um, really though, the, the podcast, everything I'm doing, if I could be honest with you at its best, I think just helps people grow in their life of prayer. So people, you know, prayer is, is so important, right? The life of our souls, how we live in this relationship with our, this father who made us with this son who saved us and it's all there in this life of prayer and yet how difficult it is to live the life of prayer to show up day in and day out especially when the fireworks aren't going off right especially when we're in moments of dryness or you know i tried praying it didn't work so i'm done with that what else you got so to really grow in that life of prayer um, takes that consistent persistent effort and fortitude and so um certainly if you're like me you need help with that and and to have somebody that you can just pull out a book that a little something you can just reflect on day in and day out. Um, And so again, at its best, I think that's what my books does. The the podcast is meant to supplement that. So if you're if you're looking to kind of dive into a a reflection a little bit more, Um, I am a secular, uh, a secular Carmelite, discalced Carmelite. 2021, I made my definitive promises as a secular Carmelite, of course, in our charism is to, to this life of prayer, right? To pray for the world, to pray for priests. And so I've learned a lot about that and that charism. And, and anyway, that's that world is noisy. God whispers is really was really inspired by Elijah, you know, the prophet Elijah being on the mountain and and God is coming and God, he knows God is coming and he's not in the fire and he's not in the earthquake right and the Lord uh, God appears to the prophet Elijah in the in the sheer silence right in this small whisper um and and so that's what the the inspiration behind my my books is the world is noisy God whispers is taken from that and of course we look in in Carmel we look at, at Elijah as instrumental in our charism as well and so um anyway that's what listeners would get in that podcast um, some just something, a lot of meat to ponder really in their life of prayer. Let's learn together. Let's learn from each other. I'm really real on, on the episode. You know, I, I share probably more than I should, but I think that when we're most real with mm-hmm. one another, that that's how we learn from one another. We're not alone. You know, we all have good days and bad days, times where, where we're crushing it, so to speak, and other times when we're far from that. Um, but how can we find the Lord in all of that? So that podcast especially is more 
thoughts to ponder, something to help you in your life of prayer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have special guests. We'll do special series, but mostly it's once a month. And um, yeah, just more to reflect on. Oh, Mm -hmm. fantastic. Well, it's wonderful that we have an opportunity to share The World is Noisy, God Whispers on the Hail Mary Media app. Julia Monin is joining me today. She is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry. Well, Julia, I've loved our conversation. We've gotten through one of your podcasts, but well, there's a couple more that I want to talk to you about, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Yes, of course. 724 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning. Great to hear about the new podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. If you haven't downloaded it, it's very easy. Just go to our website, Hail Mary Media app. All the details right there. That's at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Dei Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Dei Radio. The Morning Blend. Two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio, a new United Nations report on climate change. We'll have that for you in the news. And the Canon Law Ninja saved by the Irish on St. Patrick's Day. I'll explain how coming up. Here is Lenten music for you now. It is the thirsting. Come hold my son. You are listening to the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. A cold night in Bethlehem. No fire to warm her hands. She gives birth to the Word made flesh. The bread of life she puts in a manger. Salvation to tell us be 
The Thirsting and Come Hold My Son. It's 731 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, canon law enthusiasts, well, you can breathe a sigh of relief. A popular canon law website will continue to offer its content to the public despite fears that would have had to shut down because of a copyright dispute over its English translation of the Catholic Church's Code of Canon Law. David, we talked about this last week when Mm -hmm. Patrick was on. He had a website that he started as a seminarian that had the entire Code of Canon Law, except that the translation he didn't have the rights to. And so they were asking him to shut it down. Well, the website, canonlaw.ninja, owned by Father Paul Hedman, will be able to continue its operation with a different translation owned by the Canon Law Society of Great Britain and Ireland. Now, Catholic News Agency reported last Thursday that Hedman shared the Canon Law Society of America's Code of Canon Law on his website for years before receiving a cease and desist letter from the organization telling him to take the translation of the Code of Canon Law down by March 17th. Of course, that was St. Patrick's Day. Hedman told Catholic News Agency that the British and Irish offered its translation free of charge as long as their organization receives proper attribution. All right. Well, the chance to secure a livable future for everyone on earth is slipping away. That was the dire message from a United Nations report released Monday. It was the culmination of more than six years of work by thousands of climate scientists contributing to the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. While it was an eye-opening message, the report stated there is still time to change direction. The technology needed to adapt to climate change and keep harmful emissions at bay is available, according to its authors. More than 93 scientists across the globe contributed to the report, which doesn't present new findings, but instead provides an overview of recent climate science and global warming's impacts that policymakers can use as a guide. Now, some steps include a shift to renewable energy and to stop building infrastructure dependent on fossil fuel. 
Well, President Joe Biden issued his first veto of his presidency Monday on a resolution to overturn a retirement investment rule that allows managers of retirement funds to consider the impact of climate change and other environmental, social and governance factors when picking investments. Opponents of the rule could try to override Biden's veto, but at this point, it appears unlikely they could get the two-thirds majority needed in each chamber to do so. Opponents of the rule have argued that it politicizes retirement investments and that the Biden administration is using it as a way to promote their agenda. Supporters of the rule will argue that it's not a mandate at all, that it allows but does not require the consideration of environmental, social and governance factors in its investment selection. Well, if you're a fan of Cracker Barrel restaurants, you're going to have to travel a ways to dine at the country-themed eatery now. It was announced yesterday that Cracker Barrel closed its locations in Tualatin, Beaverton, as well as a location in Bend. Last summer, it shut down a restaurant in Jansen Beach. Cracker Barrel's only remaining Oregon location is in Medford, which plans to stay open. Cracker Barrel's first West Coast location was its restaurant in Tualatin, and that opened in 2017. In a statement on yesterday's closure, Cracker Barrel said it continually evaluates the performance of its stores and that it was saddened that they were unable to overcome the impacts of the pandemic it had on its business and that it was a difficult decision to close the Portland and Portland area and Bend locations. I don't know. I don't think I've ever eaten at a Cracker Barrel. I, it, you know. I've had. I've been there a few yeah. times. It's just fine. Yeah. Uh, the family enjoys it a lot. Uh, most people like to go because after you eat, you walk through that incredible gift shop area. They've got uh, a little bit of something in gotcha. there. It's a lot of fun. Will a bill that would let drivers pump their own gas in Oregon sail through the House Senate on a 47 to 10 vote, sending the bill on its way? to the Senate. Now, if it passes there, it will go to the governor for signature. Now, House bill wouldn't eliminate attendance, but would require gas stations to keep half of their pumps for attendance, and gas stations would be required to offer self-service and attendance service at the same price. Now, Oregon is one of only two states, along with New Jersey, that doesn't give drivers that option. Now, polls in recent years indicate well, a majority of Oregonians want a choice between pumping their own gas or letting an attendant serve them. Proponents of the bill, which has bipartisan support, said it would speed up gas lines and ease, ease staffing shortages at gas stations. So, so drive, there you go. Driving in California last week, uh, I had to pump Get my own gas. Get out and pump your own gas, yeah, David. That's, uh, it, it, took, it took an adjustment, let's just say that. <laughs> I don't think, I think uh, before long, it would be just fine. It's for you native Oregonians. Yes. You know, people like me who travel from Washington. And of course, we know how many uh, Californians have moved into the area over the years. It's just old school. Yeah. What was the most frustrating was once I got it down, it was fine, you know, but it was just like you had to kind of read through it. Insert card, now select... (laughs) The grade now oh. insert nozzle. Uh, now, uh, do you want to? You know, so it was just. Do you want to receive? You want to receive? End? Oh yeah. goodness, You're, that's <laughs> yeah. such a difficult thing. I, I was so proud when I did it, though. Look, yeah, I did it. Okay, got it. I got, got, I got a full take of gas. All the other Californians looking right. at you like, who's this guy? Can you hurry it up, hurry please? Right. Let's yeah, go. Let's get going.
Uh, in sports, University of Portland baseball team off to a hot start, and they'll have a chance for another big win tonight when they travel to Corvallis for a game against the Oregon State Beavers. First pitch schedule for 535. Pilots coming off a three-game sweep of Pepperdine to open the West Coast Conference season. It's Portland's first sweep of the wave since 2010. Sweep also garnered several West Coast Conference awards for Pilots players. Jake Holcroft was named Player of the Week, and Jacob Dobmeyer earned Conference Co-Pitcher of the Week. Pilots' overall record is 13-6. and six. Meantime, Beavers trying to regroup after being swept by Stanford this past weekend. Oregon State just 1-5 and five in Pac-12 play. David, yesterday was the celebration of the Feast of St. Joseph. Yes. But the entire month of March is dedicated to the foster father of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one day that we can focus on his life, but through the whole month. Right. Now, St. Joseph had a deep affection for all of us and desires above all else to bring us closer to his son. He accomplishes this task in many ways, and one of them is through various devotions that have been developed by the church over the centuries. So here are a few popular devotions Mm -hmm. to St. Joseph that are aimed at deepening our relationship with Jesus. There's what's called the Seven Sundays Devotion to St. Joseph. Whatever the origins may be, a devotion was developed where the seven sorrows and seven joys of St. Joseph became the focus of meditation on seven Sundays preceding his faith. If you are struggling with purity, try the cord of St. Joseph. And when trying to overcome addictions such as pornography, one needs to rely on many tools supplied by both science and faith. One of those tools could be wearing the cord of St. Joseph, a devotional practice of the Catholic Church that has its roots in the 17th century. There's also the Novena of the Holy Cloak of Joseph. The name draws alone one in with a beautiful image, and that's the cloak that Joseph wore. And then, well, there's the consecration to St. Joseph. Of course, we know many people did that with that book of Father Donald Calloway. Yeah, similar to the way which those who draw closer to the Virgin Mary are in turn brought closer to Jesus. Those who dedicate themselves to St. Joseph will find themselves in a deeper relationship with God. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Thursday, beginning at 1 o'clock, you can celebrate the feast for the Annunciation at the Marian Prayer Center in Milwaukee. In honor of the Annunciation, they say, come and pray with us for peace. The Holy Rosary begins at 1.30, Mass is at 2, then the Mind Mercy Chaplet at 3 o'clock. This celebrated by Father Maxi DaCosta. And remember, you can find details on these and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And Brenda continues her interview on our new podcast on the Hail Mary Media app right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day Radio as we pray an act of hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, 
relying on your infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins, the help of your grace, and everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us at materdayradio.com and click Prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 743 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, you might encounter a little fog out there this morning, so be aware of that. Then mostly sunny skies later this afternoon. High of 61 degrees, maybe a little breezy in some areas. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 39. And then we had about a 30% chance of rain later in the day tomorrow with a high of 62. Currently it is 39 degrees at Resurrection Catholic Church in Tualatin. And 36 degrees at Marist High School in Eugene. I am continuing now my conversation with Julia Manin. Julia is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministries. And in our first half hour, Julia revealed to us how she began that ministry. And of course, the fruits of that, which include wonderful books and three new podcasts that are available to our listeners. Julia, thank you so much for staying with me. Of course. What a joy being here. Well, Julia, as we spoke about in our first half hour and the name of your ministry reveals it all, Journeys Revealed. I mean, life Mm -hmm. is a journey. And until we are before the Lord in the beatific vision, well, we're going to continue to journey and be pilgrims on that journey. Your Mm -hmm. standalone podcasts that are available at Mater Dei Radio now, well, it's to really walk with people on their journeys and guide them along. And so we really appreciate you staying with us today. In our first half hour, we talked about the world is noisy. God whispers. I encourage our listeners, if you missed that, to please go to our website and pull up our interview. You'll be able to hear that first half. Now, the next one, and this is quite a movement, and I'll be honest, I had not been familiar with it until we got your podcast and our executive director, Patrick Ryan, said, this is amazing. And it's the show and stat way of life. Please introduce mm-hmm. our listeners to that mm-hmm. if they're not familiar with it. 
Sure thing. Uh, the Schoenstatt movement is a movement of uh, religious renewal in the Catholic Church. Um, and actually, Schoenstatt is a German word. It's, it originates in Germany. So Schoenstatt in German, Schoen, S-C-H-O-E-N, means beautiful, stat place. So Schoenstatt, Schoenstatt, um, German word, beautiful place. It was founded in 1914 by Father Joseph Kentenich. Um, and the, the heart of the movement itself is really a, a devotion to the Blessed Mother through consecration to the Blessed Mother in what Schoenstatt, um, the, the terminology Schoenstatt uses is um, the covenant of love. And so we prepare our hearts to enter into this covenant of love with the Blessed Mother. And it's through this Blessed Mother, of course, that we are drawn into the depths and into the to the likeness of, of her son, right? So devotion to Our Lady, to the Blessed Mother. Um, there's sh- a lot of shrines that are originated that, that come with the movement. Um, so in addition to where we consecrate ourselves to the Blessed Mother and we live out our covenant with her, um, we also have shrines with the movement. And, and the shrines with the movement are attributed with three different graces. The grace of inner transformation, right, that we grow and we become these saints that God has created to be. The grace of um, apostolic zeal, right, that we have this grace to go out and to share this love, this goodness, this mercy with others to help build the church. And then this grace of being at home, right, where we know we know here that this world, we often feel the weight of it. We know that this isn't our home. We, we step outside and we know that. And so Shunstock gives us this place of encounter with with our lady, with our Lord, where we can, um, it's like being on the ark, right, in the midst of the storm, right, this this grace of being at home. So yes, the Shunstock movement is um, very active where I am from in West Central Ohio. There's a daughter shrine in Waukesha, Wisconsin, where which is kind of like the headquarters is not the right word, but where, where we mm-hmm. have that in the States here. Um, and there's other daughter shrines. Daughter shrines are exact replicas of the original shrine, which is in Schoenstatt, Germany. Um, but anyway, I became active in the movement back in 2010. My husband and I went through formation together, made our covenant of love, and the Blessed Mother um, radically, just a radical conversion. And in fact, if you heard the first part of the interview when we had that first section, I talked about that. I was just fallen into the life of sin, living the life, the culture. I had this moment where I was really like awakened to that reality of, oh my gosh, how did I get here? And it was at that moment that my own parents were going through their own sort of reversion. And it was through this devotion to Our Lady through the Shunstat movement. They themselves had had learned more about their faith, consecrated themselves to the Blessed Mother, were becoming more active in their faith, and the graces of it began pouring out on us, on us their children, as well. And so my, after my husband and I were married, we became active in the movement, learned more about our faith. Um, you have an option to dedicate a shrine in your home, what, what the movement calls a home shrine, right? This place of grace, this place of prayer in your home. And so my husband and I did that, and, and it was like the more we gave ourselves to the Blessed Mother, the more we entrusted to her, the more we grew in our understanding and our faith, uh, uh, our understanding of the church. Oh man, the more and more we fell in love with her son, the more we fell in love with each other, the more uh, God continued to heal us, continued to heal our marriage, continued to grow us. And so the Shunstat Way of Life podcast was started years after that. Um, the movement here in Ohio, um, was 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 growing and that was something that I could offer to the movement of just some a way for us to learn together what were what some um specifically how we grow in our devotion to our blessed mother sometimes the the unique charism of Shunstadt and what that means and how we live that out so it was really meant for um, people here in Ohio uh, who were looking to live their covenant of love out in their daily lives um, but it's definitely grown. Shunstad is an international movement. So there's listeners from all over the world tuning into that podcast. Um, and, and it's more than just 
Schoenstatt-specific, because certainly as Catholics, we're all drawn to devotion to the Blessed Mother. And so how can we all learn from that, learn from one another, and really um, enter in, put ourselves under Our Lady's mantle, right, so that she can draw us into the depths of her loved son for us. So um, so yeah, that's where that podcast comes from. Again, that one's monthly, okay. comes out once a month on the 18th of every month. And that is because the 18th of October, 1914 is when Shunstadt was founded. Um, and so that's what we call our founding day. And so every 18th of the month in a special way in the movement is uh, covenant day. We renew our covenants with our lady. And so it comes out on the 18th of every month. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is just one of the podcasts you are going to get that is being produced by Julia Mon and the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministry. All right. So the world is noisy. God whispers. And of course, the Shunstadt way of life. If that weren't enough, well, I'm going to add one (laughs) more to the list, darting through the faith. Now, this is wonderful because you have a wonderful co-host on that podcast. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about it. Yeah, darting through the faith is definitely the most fun I have recording a podcast because I do have a co-host, Father Sean Wilson. Um, Father Sean is the pastor at the parishes that I am a part of, um, the Holy Face of Jesus Parishes. He's pastor of four different, it's a region of four different parishes. And Father Sean and I did a radio show together um, when when he was first assigned up here. And we just had a lot of fun together talking about the faith, being at the mic with each other. And when he was appointed pastor, we talked about getting getting back into something. So this was really... This was his idea. This was his mission. This is his vision. It's something we produce for his parishioners. Um, but it, he he's invited me along for the ride. So we have a lot of fun together. So darting through the faith, it's that name because we literally every week take a dart or Father Sean takes a dart. I, it's, I joke that it's in my contract. I don't have to throw the dart. But he literally takes the dart and he throws it at a big, huge custom dartboard that we make. And we're darting our way through the catechism. So we just pull out a little section of the catechism of the Catholic Church a little bit at a time. And we we share. We share what the church is teaching on that. Um, we have some special series every now and again if something special is going on in his parish where, you know, we need to like break from catechism stuff and we record some things on that. We had a whole year of the Eucharist where we were focused just on Eucharist and, and what Holy Mother Church gives us through that. Um, but primarily it's a it's a podcast that comes out weekly. Episodes are released every Friday and they're based on wherever that dart landed and whatever section we're covering in the catechism. Oh, how much fun and how uh, how exciting to be a little on your toes because you don't exactly know where you're going to go. But boy, mm-hmm. as we said, the, the Lord reveals that and the Holy Spirit's with us to guide our conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, Julia, um, for sure, the Holy Spirit was with us today to guide our conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Now, before we go, tell our listeners a little bit more about where they're going to find your webpage on Journeys Revealed Ministry and then also some of the resources you have available there. Sure. So our website is journeysrevealed.com, journeysrevealed.com. So you can learn all about what we are doing there, the the books that we've published. Of course, mine are available for sale online there, as well as the couple other that we have we have printed since our founding. Um, and we are we are definitely still in our infancy, just getting our feet wet as an apostolate, just moved into office space in 2020. Um, but man, is it growing and are we seeing the need and the desire for people to want to share their stories, to want to grow in holiness, um, but not have have an outlet or resources to do that. So journeysrevealed.com is where you can learn all about us and our apostolate and our mission. Um, um, on there is a subsite, my own website, theworldisnoisy.com. So if you just want to go to theworldisnoisy.com, you can find out information about me, um, the books, the podcasts, everything I've got going on can be found there as well. 
Well, fantastic. Julia, I have really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, what a blessing. Thank you for having me. And we pray that your journeys will eventually lead you to the Pacific Northwest. We'd love to host you sometime. Thank you so much. I would love that. And again, that is Julia Mon, and now she is the founder of Journeys Revealed Ministries and also well, the producer of three great new podcasts that are available to our listeners. On the podcast of this interview, I'm going to put all of those, all the information about where you can find the podcast and also how you can get to Julia's webpage. And you're going to find it again on the podcast at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Tuesday morning in a little less than a month. We are looking forward to our spring share the theme, Seek the Truth. That's going to be April 17th through the 21st, so it's coming right up here in just several weeks. You can learn more by going to our website, clicking on the Spring share page, give you all the information, how you can even make a pledge now, help build our matching fund. Again, it's at Matre Day Radio Spring share April 17th through the 21st. Information on MatreDayRadio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Scripture says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy makes you attractive, helps you enjoy life, safeguards your energy. Being resentful, angry, and miserable just makes you tired. Joy is strength. That's why the devil wants to rob your joy. He wants to sap your strength. He wants to steal that next great moment with your kids and have you be focused on mean stuff someone did to you at work instead. Ever think of how easy it is to focus on something negative that happened to you and how hard it is to stay focused on positive things? We never tend to obsess on positive interactions like, dang it, I just can't shake the thought of that guy who was kind enough to let me in front of him on the freeway. (laughs) Right? Listen. You only get about 30,000 days on this earth. Don't ever give a whole day to being angry at somebody else's bad behavior. No one is worth that. As St. Teresa of Avila said, let nothing disturb you. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Support for Matri Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, 
consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. Hey, 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. How are you feeling about Oregon's economy? We'll take a look at the news. And it's just one extra chromosome that makes them unique. I'm going to tell you the story of a mom with two children who have Down syndrome on today, National Down Syndrome Awareness Day. I'll have that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we celebrate Saint Nicholas of Flew, a soldier turned husband, turned judge, turned hermit. He was a pretty busy guy, but as you'll soon hear, the one thing he didn't have much time for was his education. Saint Nicholas of Flew was born in Switzerland in the early 1400s. In that time, Europe was an ever-changing place, and Switzerland in particular was surrounded by the power struggles of larger nations. As a result, Nicholas spent much of his early life making his living as a soldier. Despite his military career, Nicholas had no taste for violence, condemning needless wars and the slaughter of civilians. It wasn't until Nicholas was around 30 years old that he settled down, marrying a peasant girl named Dorothy Wiss, with whom he raised a large family. He remained a soldier for a while, earning the rank of captain before he was elected to a position on the state council, then made judge. Despite the fact that Nicholas was practically illiterate, many regarded him highly for his wisdom and counsel, particularly in solving disputes. He was even offered the chance to be a governor, which he declined. Nicholas had always been religious, devoting his time to prayer every night for most of his life. But as he approached his 50s, he became increasingly reflective. After a particularly impactful dream, he told his family of his strong desire to leave home and become a hermit. With his family's approval, he built a crude lodging in Rump, about an hour away from his home, and he began a more austere life of prayer and fasting. He went without many comforts, including warm winter clothes, but most impressively, he soon began to refuse all food and drink and went on to sustain himself solely on the Eucharist for almost two decades. His reputation grew during these years, and he started receiving visitors. In response to his increasing fame, authorities in the region built him a cell and a chapel to pray in. The Pope then granted an indulgence for those who went on pilgrimage to his hermitage, and many more people flocked to him, seeking advice on all kinds of problems. Nicholas achieved many things as a counselor, and gave counsel to one issue in particular in 1480, when the Diet of Stans took place. Many Swiss delegates meeting there were at odds and ready to dissolve their connections. The pastor of Stans rushed to Nicholas and begged him to come and help. But the hermit had vowed not to leave his cell. Rather than breaking his vow, he gave the pastor a simple statement and asked him to pass it on. Upon hearing Nicholas's statement, the delegates were able to set aside their grievances. And so, Nicholas was credited with averting a civil war without ever leaving his hermitage. The saint was deemed political savior of Switzerland and continued to be visited until his health failed in 1487, and he died surrounded by his wife and children. He was beatified in 1669 and canonized in 1947 by Pope Pius VII. In Nicholas, we we see someone who's accomplished so much with very little. In spite of his lack of education and his time spent as a soldier, he was a man of peace and understanding. We see through him that we don't have to be defined by what we lack or what we've done in the past, rather by how we wield the tools we have, whether it's a sword or the word. St. Nicholas of Flew, pray for us. 
And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to access a vast library of prayers and Lenten resources, download our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this morning, well, if you don't feel great about Oregon's economy, you're not alone, according to a new poll conducted by DHM Research and reported on Oregon Live. 60% of the survey's respondents say the state's economic conditions are poor. That's a sharp increase from last summer when just about half rated the economy poorly. Now, even though prices have leveled off this from the past year, inflation thought to be behind the growing economic concerns as Grocery prices, utility bills, and rent have all seen increases over the past months. Oregon's jobless rate has been inching up slowly as well, now at 4.8%, which is still low by historical standards. After notching very few layoffs in 2021 and 22, the state has recorded a rapid string of job cuts this winter across a broad spectrum of Oregon industries, from technology to manufacturing to retail. How are you feeling about Washington State's economy? Um, well, I, I was feeling okay just a couple of moments ago, <laughs> but now I'm kind of wondering. I, I I don't know if I'm ever a person who yeah. feels like, oh, I'm really confident I'm just going to go spend. See, that's the thing. When It seems like whenever you ask anybody about the economy, does anybody ever say, oh, it's great. It's great. Things yeah. are wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, so I guess it's just the level of... <laughs> Of where, where, you're where you're at. And the it. older you get, it's Ex- funny how exactly. less confident you become. Yeah, there you go. Well, the Holy See reported on Saturday that the Vatican's diplomatic headquarters in Nicaragua was forced to close. Now, the closure of the diplomatic headquarters occurred as a result of a request from the Nicaraguan government on March 10th. Now, Vatican News outlet reported that by virtue of the Vienna Convention on Diplomatic Relations, custody of the Apostolic Nunciature and its assets was entrusted to the Italian Republic. And on March 12th, the Nicaraguan Ministry of Foreign Affairs reported that it was considering suspending diplomatic relations with the Vatican. This occurred two days after an interview with Pope Francis was published in which he harshly criticized the Ortega regime. And the U.S. Catholic bishops released a statement Monday offering moral guidance for Catholic health care institutions, reiterating that gender transition interventions are not to be performed because they do not respect the fact that God has created each person as a unity of body and soul. Now, to that end, the bishops wrote Catholic health care services must not perform interventions, whether surgical or chemical, that aim to transform the sexual characteristics of a human human body into those of the opposite sex or to take part in the development of the procedure. The bishops quoted Pope Francis, who wrote in his encyclical Laudate Si, the acceptance of our bodies as God's gift is vital for welcoming and accepting the entire world as a gift from the Father and our common home, whereas thinking that we enjoy absolute power over our own bodies turns often subtly into thinking that we enjoy absolute power over creation. Well, this is amazing if one person can complete this race, but this past weekend, three runners were able to finish the brutal 
Barkley Marathon held in Tennessee's Frozen Head State Park. That just sounds That tough. doesn't even yeah, sound... Yeah. The, yeah, no. So check this out. What do they do? The race consists of five loops around 20 miles each for a total of between 100 to 130 miles through brushy mountains with an elevation gain of around 63,000 feet. What? Yeah, so that's a lot of up and down. Runners must complete the course in under 60 hours, and there are no aid stations, phones, or GPS to help with navigation. So getting lost, is that's just par for the course of this race. The ultramarathon is marked with unique unmanned checkpoints, each of which contains a paperback book. Athletes must rip out a page corresponding to their bib number to have all the book pages in hand at the end of each loop to prove that they <gasps> actually reached the checkpoint. So no cheating. you got to have that. Only 17 individuals have completed the race since it started in 1986, and no one has completed the race in the past five years. Three people did it this year. Wow. Could you imagine, though, you know, my luck would be is I'd run that whole thing and I'd lose one of those pages. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. I just, uh, where is I it? Have Hold it. on. It's right here somewhere. Yeah. Wow. That is impressive. That is uh, an incredible testament to the uh, physical oh, capabilities these people have. That would be amazing. 63,000 feet up 63, and down? 63,000 feet up and down. Wow. Five loops. Ew. No, thank you. In rugged brush. I'll just wait for the report. <laughs> okay. Well, a Vancouver man is being accused of violating a no-contact order with his girlfriend, among other allegations, in a December drive-by shooting case. Now, Vancouver police say the woman and her 7-year-old daughter are also now missing. Kirkland Warren, 28 years old, appeared Monday in Clark County Superior Court on new allegations of tampering with a witness, second-degree unlawful possession of a firearm, and a protection order violation. Now, his hearing was set over Tuesday because the judge wanted more information about the basis for the new charges. Vancouver police would not confirm Monday if Warren is a suspect in the disappearances of 27-year-old Carmen Melendez and her daughter Layla. But Sergeant Ballou said investigators believe there is criminal connection to their disappearances. And in sports, University of Oregon women's basketball team continues to roll in the WNIT. Last night in Eugene, the Ducks routed Rice 78-53. to Oregon will now host San Diego in a Super 16 matchup Thursday evening at 6 o'clock at Matthew Knight Arena. And the Oregon men continue their quest in the NIT, hosting Wisconsin tonight at 6 o'clock in a quarterfinal contest. A game will be televised on ESPN. Well, get out your brackets this morning, Brenda. Okay, any more busted? There was another big upset <laughs> in the NCAA Women's Tournament as number one seed Indiana, shocked by nine seed Miami, 70-68. to 68. The Hoosiers were the second number one seed to be ousted. On Sunday, Stanford fell to eighth seed Old Miss. So wow. there go two of your number one seeds gone. That's incredible. It's madness, I tell you. That's why they call That's it right. March Madness for That's sure. Right. Well, in December of 2011, the General Assembly declared March 21st as World Down Syndrome Day. Now, with effect to observe this day, Down Syndrome is the result of a trisomy of the 21st 
chromosome. Hmm. Now, going back all the way to your uh, genetics learning in biology, everybody's got two sets of every chromosome. Down syndrome people, well, they get three on this particular number. Now, one of the people who celebrates this day, 365 days a year, is Heather Avis, a mother of three children, two of whom with Down syndrome. And Avis is the founder of the Lucky Few Foundation. It's a nonprofit arm of the National Down Syndrome Advocacy Organization. Now, Avis and her family tell the story of people with Down Syndrome and those who love them in hopes of shifting the narrative to create a more inclusive world where everyone belongs. Avis is also a best-selling author. Her latest book for children and families is called, Well, Everyone Belongs. Nice. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Saturday, beginning at 4 o'clock in the morning, men get up really early. It is the National Men's Conference. It is happening virtually. This one-day conference was created to focus all men of Christ Church, equipping them with the means and resources necessary to carry out his work via Faith-Based Inspiration Fellowship and growth with a TED Talk style pace. Speakers include Father Robert Spitzer, Jonathan Rumi of The Chosen, and Archbishop Dennis Schnur, and also Cincinnati Bengals chaplain, Father Tom Ray. Now remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we have a homily highlight coming up with Father John Henderson at St. Anthony's Church in Tigard right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. This Lent, Mater Dei Radio is teaming up with Ave Maria Press for the dynamic program, Return. Join Father John Burns on the Hail Mary Media app as he guides you through prayer and meditation into a fuller experience of Easter's joy. And that's what I wanted to carry through the journal is the desire of God, not just that we would turn away from sin, that we'd come back, but that the return would be wholehearted. But the why for all of our Lenten practices really has to be for love, especially in view of a turning from sin and coming into communion with Jesus, who was in love with us and is trying to draw us into that divine embrace. Journey through Lent with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it now by searching Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for more details and prepare for the fullness of Easter's joy with Father John Burns and the Return Program on the Hail Mary Media app from Matre Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
It is 812 at Mater Day Radio. Well, maybe a little fog out there this morning, depending on where you're at. Then we'll see some sunny skies this afternoon. High of 61 degrees, mostly clear tonight, low of 39, and then partly sunny with the chance of rain later in the day, a high of 62. Currently it is 40 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. And 39 degrees at Sacred Heart St. Louis Parish in Jervis. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlight on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. Perhaps we might know someone who is blind. Some were born blind. Some became blind through disease or from perhaps some accident. I have a friend whose eyesight became worse and worse to the point she hardly sees anything. I might have mentioned this before, but the only way that I came to understand blindness was my time in Mammoth Cave. Deep into the cave, the tour guide turned off all the lights, and I could not see, not even my hand in front of me. There was only darkness, total darkness. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And the disciples who were walking with Jesus asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now this is quite interesting because the disciples react because suffering in that time was always a punishment for something. So they asked then Jesus, whose sin is this, the man or his parents? Now, Jesus' response proves that not all hardship is our fault. So, Jesus really takes them deeper into the way they see things. While it's true, my brothers and sisters, that our own choices have the greatest impact on our lives, it's also true that bad things can happen to those who really have done nothing to deserve those particular struggles. So Jesus said, neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. Listen to that again. So that the works of God might be made visible. And it's right here that we come to realize that our God is an awesome God. God is awesome. And Jesus is the light of the world that destroys the darkness. Now in opening the eyes of the man born blind, you would think that there would be only excitement, rejoicing, because he was blind and and now he can see. Wow, the works of God are made visible. However, everyone around this man born blind and now can see, they're all, all of them are lost. The spiritually blind cannot focus on what matters most. And they are caught up 
in trying to find fault rather than actually seeing the truth. I like this phrase in another gospel, Matthew chapter 13. It says, gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They, will, they have closed their eyes lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and be converted. And I heal them. Wow. Although God is working all around us, pursuing us and showing us his glory, some people cannot perceive his divine workings. A person who does not see does not know God. And unfortunately, they're lost, wandering in the darkness. So let's get into this drama. The locals, the locals, they were used to seeing this guy blind, you know, sitting around. And now something had happened. And some cannot even believe it. That's that, impossible. It's impossible. You know, this is not right. And some say, I'm not even sure this is the same guy. Somebody different. Can you just picture this? So, so they said, well, okay, well, we have to get this checked out because if some miracle happened in this regard, it has to be approved by those in charge. So they take him to the Pharisees so that they might examine him. So he's going under this deep examination. And this immediately poses a problem for the Pharisees. How could they certify this man as being cured and continue to reject the one who did the curing. So this miracle caused a debate among the religious leadership. Some argued that a person who would work on the Sabbath could not possibly be from God. Impossible. And to the Pharisees, the legalistic keeping of the Sabbath was more important to them than any miracle. Others objected and said, well, how can a sinful man do such signs. But they refused to believe that this man was really born blind. And so they said, we better take this to the parents. Let's check them out. Is this your son who you would say was born blind? How does he now see? And his parents, living in fear, part of everyone else, you know, says, yeah, well, he can see, he's our son, but you got to ask him. In other words, we're not getting involved in all that. You ask him. We're afraid. You take care of it. For me, all of this is unbelievable. Just imagine the man born blind going through all of this interrogation. All he wants is for everyone to realize that he can see. That Jesus, this man, touched his life. And everyone continually throws him out. They all seem to not see the truth. And that's really important. So when Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him. Jesus comes back into the scene now. Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir? that I may believe in him. And Jesus said, you have seen him.
The one speaking with you is he. And he healed the man. And now he says, Lord, I believe. And with that proclamation, healing has truly taken place. My friends, as long as we focus on what this world has to offer, we will remain in our spiritual blindness. Today, we have our brothers and sisters coming here for their second scrutiny. How awesome is that? And you are making a decision to allow the Lord of light who shatters the darkness to be the center of your life. And like that blind man who was healed, there will be many who will say to you, this can't happen. What, what's happening to you? This is not the same person we knew before. What's going on? And there will be many people who will refuse you and turn away from you because of your desire to let the Lord of life be the center of who you are. To the light to destroy that darkness. And many, even parents today, say, we no longer can have anything to do with our child because our child is too involved with Christ and following a different way. One time I asked someone, uh, a parent, I was in a, a place they were uh, having a special vocations uh, service when I was vocation director. And uh, the mothers were all busy there promoting vocations and working with the vocations. And I asked one of the mothers, I said, hey, I see you have a great son here. I think he might have a vocation to the priesthood. Now, I remind you, this mother working for this organization, helping, she said, absolutely not. He could never have this vocation. And my eyes were opened at that time seeing this. So in other words, there's always this struggle between those who uh, the Lord is working in them and others who want to remain in their blindness. So my friends... The question is for all of you today and for all of us, do you believe in the true light? Do you believe in Jesus Christ who shatters the darkness? And hopefully we can all proclaim, Lord, I believe. And that is today's homily highlight from Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Uh, St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. If you want to listen to that again or any of our great locally produced shows, well, all you need to do is head over to our webpage at materdayradio.com and you can also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated, providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. 
Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. 825 at Mater Day Radio, and a national restaurant chain closes its doors in Portland. We'll have details in the news. And the Canon Law Ninja thought he met his match on St. Patrick's Day. Turns out he was saved by the Irish. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Kara Klein and Waymaker. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Thank you. 
And that is Kara Klein, Waymaker. It's 829 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, canon law enthusiasts can breathe a sigh of relief. A popular canon law website will continue to offer its content to the public despite fears that would it would have had to shut down because of a copyright dispute over its English translation of the Catholic Church's Code of Canon Law. Now, the website, canonlaw.ninja, owned by Father Paul Hedman, will be able to continue its operation with a different translation owned by the Canon Law Society of Great Britain and Ireland. Now, as CNA reported last week, Hedman shared the Canon Law Society of America's Code of Canon Law on his website for years before receiving a cease and desist letter from the organization telling him, well, to take down the translation from the Code of Canon Law down by March 17th. Now, Hedman told Catholic News Agency that the British and Irish offered its translation free of charge as long as their organization receives proper attribution. All right. Well, the chance to secure a livable future for everyone on Earth is slipping away. That was the dire message from a United Nations report released Monday. It was the culmination of more than six years of work by thousands of climate scientists contributing to the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. While it was an eye-opening message, the report stated there is still time to change direction. The technology needed to adapt to climate change and keep harmful emissions at bay is available, according to its authors. Now, more than 93 scientists across the globe contributed to the report, which doesn't present new findings, but instead provides an overview of recent climate science and global warming's impacts that policymakers can use as a guide. Now, some steps include a shift to renewable energy and to stop building infrastructure dependent on fossil fuel. Well, President Joe Biden issued the first veto of his presidency Monday on a resolution to overturn a retirement investment rule that allows managers of retirement funds to consider the impact of climate change and other environmental, social and governance factors when picking investments. Opponents of the rule could try to override Biden's veto, but at this point, it appears unlikely they could get the two-thirds majority needed in each chamber to do so. Opponents of the rule have argued that it politicizes retirement investments and that the Biden administration is using it as a way to promote their agenda. Now, supporters of the rule argue that, well, it's not a mandate at all. It allows but not requires the consideration of environmental, social and governance factors in investment selection. Well, if you are a fan of Cracker Barrel restaurants, you're going to have to travel a ways now to dine at the country-themed eatery. It was announced yesterday that Cracker Barrel closed its locations in Tualatin, Beaverton, as well as a location in Bend. Last summer, it shut down a restaurant in Jansen Beach. Cracker Barrel's only remaining Oregon location is in Medford, which plans to stay open. Cracker Barrel's first West Coast location was its restaurant in Tualatin that opened in 2017. In a statement on yesterday's closures, Cracker Barrel said it continually evaluates the performance of its stores and that it was saddened that they were unable to overcome the impact the pandemic had on its business and that it was a difficult decision to close the Portland and area Bend locations. 
Well, a bill that would let drivers pump their own gas in Oregon sail through the state house on Tuesday, sending the bill on its way to the Senate. Now, if it passes there, it will go to the governor for a signature. Now, House Bill 2426 wouldn't eliminate attendance. It would require gas stations to keep half of their pumps for attendance. And gas stations would be required to offer self-service and attendance service the same price. Now, Oregon is only one of two states, along with New Jersey, that doesn't give drivers that option. The polls in recent years indicate a majority of Oregonians, yeah, they want to have that choice between t- pumping their own gas or letting an attendant serve them. Proponents of the bill, which has bipartisan support, said it would speed up gas lines and ease staffing shortages at gas stations. Uh, David, my thinking is... It's all going to depend on how fast somebody needs to get in and out of the gas station. Mm -hmm. I think that if a person's in a rush, they're going to go to fill their own. Right. And if they've got enough time, they're going to go, hey, let's uh, let the attendant pump it for us. So you being a Washington State resident. Yes. Where you have to pump your own gas. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself getting fuel in Oregon just so you don't have to get out and pump your own gas? Actually, I don't. Okay. I, uh, if I need to, it's on a rare occasion, and that's because I don't feel like I have enough gas to get home. All right. But if I feel like I can squeak home... Yep, yeah. I go I go pump it myself. Right. Or so a lot of times I've also gotten to a habit of getting home and then saying, "Oh, hey kids, can you go <laughs> fill up mom's car for?" Oh, oh there you go. Yeah, see, I'll do I, that I, sometimes. I see too. what you're doing there. <laughs> I do indeed. Well, in sports, University of Portland baseball team off to a hot start. They'll have a chance for another big win tonight when they travel to Corvallis for a game against the Oregon State Beavers. First pitch scheduled for 5.35 p.m. Pilots are coming off a three-game sweep of Pepperdine to open the West Coast Conference season. It's Portland's first sweep of the wave since 2010. Sweep also garnered several West Coast Conference awards for Pilots players. Jake Olcroft was named Player of the Week, and Jacob Dobmeyer earned Conference co-pitcher of the week. Pilots overall record 13-6. and six. Meantime, Beavers trying to regroup after being swept by Stanford this past weekend. Oregon State just 1-5 in Pac-12 play. While the Feast of St. Joseph passed yesterday, the entire month of March dedicated to the foster father of Jesus. St. Joseph has a deep affection for all of us, and he desires above all else to bring us closer to Jesus. And he accomplishes this task in many ways, and one of them is through various devotions that have been developed by the church over the centuries. Here are a few more popular devotions to St. Joseph that are aimed at deepening our relationship with Jesus. Well, Pope Francis is so devoted to St. Joseph sleeping. The Pope has the habit of placing under the statue of the saint a list containing the problems, petitions, and prayers of the faithful. It's as if he were inviting St. Joseph to sleep on it and perhaps to put a word in before God to solve difficult situations and to help those in need, thus calling upon the saint's role as a father who is merciful and totally attentive to those he loves. You can also pray the Litany of St. Joseph. This is a prayer that invokes Joseph using various names that describe particular aspects of his heavenly intercession. 
There's also a powerful 30-day prayer to St. Joseph. Well, why 30 days? According to tradition, St. Joseph died just before Jesus entered into his public ministry. So the prayer therefore honors St. Joseph for each of the 30 years he spent with Jesus and Mary on earth. And then there's also a rosary of St. Joseph. One such devotion is the rosary of St. Joseph that uses the regular beads of the Marian rosary, but substitutes various prayers and mysteries to honor the foster father of Jesus. Is a beautiful devotion and one that draws us closer to our beloved St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church. Wasn't there a deal? Were you telling me this one time? that people would buy St. Joseph statues, like if they were selling their home? Oh, of course. Yeah, wasn't that a... Uh, that is one of the one of the devotions also, yeah. that if you are selling your home, that a statue of St. Joseph uh, placed in a prominent position, place on your mantle with a prayer is a lovely thing to do. Some do go so far as to bury it in yeah. their front yard, and then once it's sold, they get them out. But that's not, a, that's not like in a... A real, an approved, like an approved. Burying it is yeah. is a, a tradition, uh, but you know there are better ways to honor yeah. Saint Joseph than to bury him <laughs> in the ground. All right, just I thought there was something like that. Absolutely. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, another way to deepen your faith this Saturday at nine thirty a.m. is Lenten Adventures with our friend Dina Marie. Led by the Spirit, it is happening at St. Jude Catholic Church. The St. Jude community invites all of us to this Lenten Parish Recollection with Dina Marie Hale. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Oh, you know who I just saw pull up? Who's that? That would be Sarah Kinsey. You know why she's here this morning. Oh, it is a Tuesday. It's a I think Tuesday. I know what's coming up. That's right. Join us right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. I'm Andrea Serrini from Spoke Street Media. In 1 Kings 19, Elijah flees to the wilderness in a huff after he's rejected yet again on a mission from God. He's so over it, he's begging to just die and be done with it all. He takes a nap, he has a snack. Usually this would be enough for a mood change, but this is no ordinary despair. So an angel tells him God is coming to meet him. A roaring wind comes, an earthquake, a fire, but the great God of his ancestors who worked miracle after miracle isn't in any of those. Elijah only recognizes him in the silence that follows. As a mom, there's a detail in this story that makes me laugh. When Elijah plops down in despair in the wilderness, it's under a broom tree. It's like an inside joke. Me and Elijah, both clinging to a broom for dear life, yelling at God about how sometimes life is just a little too hard never getting quite enough naps and snacks. But I don't think God draws me in with the broom detail just for a laugh. The gentle lessons God teaches Elijah are lessons he wants to teach me too. See, it's not that God isn't with Elijah through the wind and the earthquake and the fire. God is always with him, 
It's just that Elijah can't hear him. And God is always with me too, through the crying babies, through the running water washing dishes, through the whining over toys, and through the chaos of an attempt at a family meal. It's just hard to hear him. God wants me to be sure of his presence and learn to hear his voice. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizania. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. And it is 8.44 at Mater Day Radio. We're going to have a little fog out there this morning. We saw a little fog roll in up here a little earlier today. Then sunny skies this afternoon, high of 61 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, low of 39. And then kind of warm tomorrow, 62 degrees. Chance of rain later in the day, about a 30% chance. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 43 degrees at St. Thomas More Church in Portland. We are well through the getting through our Lenten journey, just a couple more weeks. And well, that's Palm Sunday, and that ushers in that wonderful Holy Week. Do you have the Hail Mary Media app downloaded and using it to help you through yes. your Lenten journey? Are you using it? I do have it, and I use it. I have it. I'm using it every day. And you know who does all of that content for us? The incredible Sarah Kenzie joining us today for another Tech Tuesday. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning. Sarah, we talked about this early on, too, and we've talked about it kind of throughout the year because we have so many opportunities to deepen our faith. But especially during this Lenten season, it's an excellent time to, to get away, even if it's for a day, to be with other people and pray and devote yourself to the Word Young Catholic professionals, they did that in abundance this weekend. Tell our listeners about it before we get to today's email. Yes, so we had an incredible Lent retreat this past Saturday up at Mount Angel Abbey. The weather was perfect. It was just blue skies and sunshine and felt like spring and just an incredible group of people. Uh, We had about 130 or so uh, people gather with us. Uh, We heard from Father Matt Libra was our speaker for the day, and we had time for a discussion and fellowship and mass. Uh, everyone that wanted to go to confession was able to get through the line, which was amazing. Um, and uh, we ended it with some time at the brewery afterwards. So it was just a beautiful day. And um, yeah, very grateful for that. All in all, a great day on a beautiful blue sky kind of day. There are few places 
that feel just so close to God than being there on the hilltop uh, at Mount Angel Abbey. Uh, that is, unless, of course, you go to the grotto here in Portland. And they've got some great resources this Lenten season. Also, ways to pray. I love that beautiful outdoor via mattress, the way of the cross and that beautiful shrine. But that's not all they have. Tell our listeners though more about what's going on at the grotto during Lent. Right. So in our email today, I'll be including an interview that Patrick did last week when he was uh, filling in for David here on the Morning Blend. Um, And the interview was with Chris Blanchard, the executive director of the Grotto. Um, And Chris went through all of the different activities that are happening at the Grotto, especially during Lent and on Fridays during Lent. I did not realize how many different activities they were doing, um, such as confession, adoration, and mass um, on Fridays. And then going into Holy Week, wow, there were so many incredible (laughs) things being offered. Um, So, you know, the the Triduum liturgies, but also uh, more opportunities for confession. He kept bringing up how many times confession was being offered. So if you are one of those people that is struggling to get in uh, confession before Easter, The Grotto is a great place to look into. And then Chris also talked about the Via Matris, the uh, Seven Sorrows of Mary, that they pray together as a community, as well as the walking stations of the cross. So it's a really great way to um, enjoy that weather and be able to get outside and walk while you're praying some of these devotions. Um, If you happen to go there and you are not with the official grotto you know event time um we also have the uh seven sorrows of mary on our app that you could walk um and actually um we had the grotto collaborate with us in um recording those so you can go up to the grotto and uh pray those on the app as you walk uh the different uh sorrows of mary sarah kenzie joining us today it is time again for another Tech Tuesday. Well, many people have been following the app. We were able to offer this at Advent, and now we are able to do it again for Lent. There's a wonderful series, and this time around for Lent, it is called Return. What a beautiful word that can get you through this Lenten season. Father John Burns joined us early on to talk about this series. His videos and everything and the information is available on the app. Now, if you opened up that book or even looked at the video series, you cannot help but be struck by the beautiful artwork. That artist lives right here in Portland, Josiah Henley, and he joined us recently on The Morning Blend. Tell our listeners more about it. Yes, so I loved the interview that you had with Josiah. I um, learned so much about just his uh, artistic process. I thought it was so interesting that he um, has a background in architecture. That's what he does uh, for a living. Um, But he's a Catholic convert. And so it was really amazing to listen to his story and how um, his art slowly began to be influenced and infused um, with, you know, Catholic tradition and, and art and Oh, man, it's just a beautiful interview. And so uh, we'll include that in uh, the email. We'll also include a link to um, his Instagram page so you can see all the beautiful art. Um, you're, many of you, if you're on Instagram, are probably familiar with it. Um, if you are if you're follow any Catholic pages, you probably see this get shared around. Um, but it's the heart of Jesus. Uh, uh, that's the name of his page. So uh, we'll include that in the email. And just a reminder, you can also go to the Hail Mary Media app and you can see those beautiful illustrations um, as part of the return series with Father John Burns. 
You know, Sarah, what's coming up April 17th through the 21st, don't you? What's that? That would be the Spring Shareathon of Monster oh, Day Radio. Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah, I hope you didn't forget about that. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's always such a fun event, and I remind folks about that. Not only can they go online to make a gift uh, in advance of the Shareathon, but they can do that through the Hail Mary Media app too. Correct? That's right. We have a give button right on our homepage, so. Um, makes it nice and easy to to give a donation that way. All right, just another reason to download the Hail Mary Media app. And the other thing, too, that I remind folks about with the share that during the share you've always done such a great job of coming in, taking photographs, recording some of our guests in studio for the share And it really adds, I think, something special to the share is people can connect with the guests who are here, the hosts who are here. Uh, it's really a nice way to do it. Well, thank you. I, I really enjoy that part. And so if you're if you're not following us on Instagram or Facebook, I encourage you to do that. Um, it, it is really amazing that we have so many people in our community that come in and they they donate, you know, an hour of their time to to just be here with us. And, and then we also have amazing volunteers. Um, and so it really helps you kind of see the back, uh, the, you know, the, the backdrop of what's happening, um, you know, beyond what you're hearing on the radio and, and see who's actually here and, and kind of put a face to some of these voices. And um, yeah, it's it, it's one of my favorite parts of share No, it's great. And I, again, we look forward to that. And April 17th through the 21st, just a few weeks away for That's the right. Spring share So So uh, Seek the Truth, by the way. And speaking of, talk about that image for Seek the Truth. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, so we've started to use um, in our promotion uh, the image of a lantern um, and and seeking the truth and, and how really, you know, we can find... Um, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, um, and He's also seeking us. You know, He He. We're not just out there in the darkness looking for Him. He's all, He He's already looking for us. He's already yeah. He's already right there uh, waiting for us. And um, and we really try to help people along that journey through everything that we do here at the radio station. Yeah, and again, you can see that image. Just go to our website, materdayradio.com. And it'll get you started with the Spring Shareathon. Well, Sarah, again, another great time to spend with you previewing this week's episode or this week's email. It's coming to inboxes today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. 
and thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast. Maybe a little fog out there this morning, then some sunshine this afternoon. High of 61 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 39. Then 30% chance of rain late tomorrow with a high near 62. Then looks like some heavier rain rolls in for Thursday and Friday. Currently 43 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Ricky Vasquez and House of Cards. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
Ricky Vasquez and House of Cards. It's 859 at Matra Day Radio. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend today. David and Brenda with you. You know what today is? Uh, what is today? It's National Common Courtesy Day. Oh, of course. Where has our common courtesy gone Please, these days? Please, yes. Please yeah. and thank you. Yes, exactly. Thank you. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Tuesday. That means a new episode of Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening. We hope you have a very blessed day.